it's a good day singing the song and it's a good day for moving along yes it's a good day how could anything go wrong a good day from morning till night so good morning grand valley and welcome to the big gig for a uh what is this tuesday is this only tuesday kind of dragging on you hard it's only tuesday holy mackerel somehow it feels like well, not Tuesday. 7.10 of the morning, 10 minutes after the hour. We're underway for the swing and soiree. If you want to join us anywhere along the way, 304-214-1600-304-214-1600. We are Bob Slider and Howard Monroe. Glad to have you along for our conversational ride this morning. 48 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport. 47 in at the Highlands. 49 in my backyard in Elm Grove. What do we have here, Mr. Slider? Well, let's take a look, Mr. Monroe. We're up to 48 degrees, and it doesn't feel 48. 48 degrees here at the... A little chilly this morning. It felt chilly all day yesterday, too. I don't know what the temperature got up to, but, you know, the last week or so, I've always worn a jacket in the morning, and then by midday, didn't need it. But I felt like I had to keep a jacket on all afternoon yesterday. So we'll have to ask Adam what the... What we got up to yesterday, but right now, roaming in the uh, upper 40s everywhere around the upper Ohio Valley. Going to get into up to around 56 today, mostly cloudy. Tomorrow's the day with no rain and more sun than any other day of the week. Tomorrow around 60, and then rain going into the full rest of the week. I had both a good day and a quiet day yesterday. How are you? How was yours, sir? Kind of quiet, Howard. Really, not much to do outside. Uh, I mean, there's always something to do, but you know how lazy I am. I got home and got comfortable. Howard, before we get rolling, I might have messed something up yesterday. Oh. We talked about Suzanne Summers, and you asked me my opinion. I said I thought she was a selfish teammate. I thought she she only thought of herself, and I thought that was pretty much the demise of the show. I called her an arrogant actor. Well, I heard, kept hearing yesterday that she wanted to demand equal pay. And the stories that I read before her death and after her death didn't say anything about that. The only thing I read was she was being paid $30,000 per episode. She demanded $150,000. Well, all day yesterday, I was hearing and read the reason she did that. John Ritter was making $150,000 per episode, and she wanted equal she wanted pay. Him, yeah. So if that is the case, I was sorry. I don't think she was so selfish. I think maybe she was a little foolish. Maybe, like you said, Howard, go easy. Maybe go 100000 per episode and then, then get there. But I was wrong. I thought she was just extremely selfish. But, no, I think she just may, mainly maybe just wanted equal pay, Howard. I screwed that up. I, I do. I, I'm, it's hard for me to go remember. That far. I can't remember yesterday, so it's hard for me to remember back that far. Um, I, I think I, now that you have said it, she, it may be that she simply felt she was underpaid compared to to Ritter. But if they're paying him that, I could see where she said, hey, uh, I'm, you're only paying me peanuts here compared to that. But especially in that era, in that era, a lot of it, I'm going to leave my word okay. I, I hear what you're saying. Leave, I said actor arrogance. The arrogance that you can't do without me, I think, is what, whether the, the rationale was good or not, whether she was trying to look for equal pay or not, the arrogance that, I'll tell you what, if I don't get what I want, I'm gone. Still didn't work, did it? Did not work. Did not work. And again, in that era in particular, and this is going to sound sexist, but the era was sexist. A woman wasn't earning the same as a man, and that's not right. She, if, if she was arguing for equal pay, more power to her. But the arrogance of, uh, especially in 1977, or whatever year she pulled the pin, 78, 80, whatever, uh, to say, uh, well, if, if I don't get what I want, I'll leave. 
Um, that's that. I call that arrogance. Too. But if I'd have been an arbitrator, I think even back then with thinking like Archie Bunker, I would have said, <laughs> "Look, they're pretty equal in this show." Now, if you want to get rid of Do- Joyce DeWitt, I wouldn't recommend that either. But I think Suzanne Summers is just about uh, as important as John Ritter. She jumped better. She looked a lot better. <laughs> she didn't jumped. do. Uh, she did not do much for brazier sales, Howard. Did you notice <laughs> that's, that? That's, that's exactly right. Um, probably the first and maybe only time, certainly the first time true equality was demanded and received was Friends. Do you remember that in the TV show? And they were smart. They said what's good for one is good for all. In the uh, first season, um, Monica, I can't think of the actress's name now again. It would be uh, Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox was sort of the the star, the bigger name of the, the, the group. And she was, I think she was paid a little bit more. And then the second year they came around, and I can't remember the second or third year. The second year they renegotiated. Third year they said, wait a minute. We all put in the same amount of work. Everybody loves us as an ensemble. And from that point forward, they said, whatever one gets, we all get. And they did that all the way to the end. And that's why they're all very rich people right now. Well, Howard, probably not the way you wanted to start your morning off with all this TV guide talk. But I just wanted no, to say, I think no, I messed no, no, it up. No, it's, 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 it's good. Actually, some leftovers from yesterday are just fine. Uh, I don't know why. The, none, I have a whole bunch of texts from yesterday that didn't show up yesterday. I don't know what the story is. Uh, one of them with you, uh, uh, with you, Bob. I agree, Bob. I love chilies. You had suggested that one of the things we needed yeah, there you was go. chilies. So there you go. You have, a, you have someone who agrees with you. This is on the Frio Stack auction service text line from yesterday. Mr. Monroe, uh, this sounds like an Abe to me. Mr. Monroe, thank you. No, wrong. Looking forward to your interview with city manager Bob Heron. We did that yesterday. The most competent city manager in West Virginia. I would concur. Uh, I'm relieved to know the city's next mayor will be keeping Mr. Heron. I I wish I knew who that next mayor was going to be. Anybody who doesn't keep Bob Heron. And the mayor does not make that decision. The whole council does. But if you don't keep Bob Heron, there, any council would not do that are fools. They're well, complete and total utter fools. Well, you know how I feel, Howard. I'm, I'm the man's biggest fan in town here. Uh, but does he work on a contract? Is that why that the Abe or whoever sent that text, do they knew something we don't know, Howard? I, well, I mean, he has a contract. I don't know if it's I, – I, I, but I assume it's will and pleasure of council. I mean, I assume the council can – I know at least one city manager in the past that I remember, they just they got rid of him just – said you're done uh not recently but some time ago so another guest we we could have kept him what the whole show he could have sat here and we could have just talked about wheeling and whatever yeah i haven't talked to him i was going to talk to him yesterday afternoon i didn't uh, but um i don't normally do a guest that quickly i had i'm not kidding you probably 20 things i wanted to talk to him about and we did literally two we did the streetscape for the first half hour and we did homeless for the second half hour and the other 18 items on my list we didn't even get to so um and it's 100%. Bob Heron always says to me when I see him or have to have reason to communicate with him, he always says, hey, I'm happy to come on your show anytime you ask me. And that certainly is true. 
uh, we will have him back very soon, maybe even as, next, as soon as next week, if not within a couple of weeks, because I just have a bunch of other stuff I want to talk to him about. There's a lot to get to. What did you think of, uh, of, of, of him being here yesterday? I thought he handled himself very well. The only thing that disappointed me was, and I, I guess I can't whine over it, was just it's, it looks like it's a done deal going to put the, the whatever they call that, uh, the Lutheran Church now. Life up? Yeah, that. Uh, you know, because it's just the, the, the wrong location. And what I wanted to say, and if you notice, Howard, I kept my nose out of it because I know time was limited. There's so many spots in Wheeling. They should have just hit the pump the brakes a little bit and, because they're paying for it. It's not like that church said, hey, you guys want this building? We'll give it to you. That's not the way it worked. They're, they're paying for it. They should have just looked around for a place. And I don't want to say like we're embarrassed of, of, of the situation and those folks. It's just not a good fit right there. I don't care what anybody says. I have, a, I had, as I said to Bob yesterday, uh, Bob Heron, We've had too many Bobs in here lately. Have you noticed that, by the way? Especially yesterday, you had Bob Westfall, myself, and Bob Heron. I have to make sure I make sure people know which Bob are you talking to. Um, as Bob Heron said yesterday, or as I said to Bob yesterday, I don't have a problem with the life hub in the English Lutheran Church as a a place where information and services for the homeless will be available, where the homeless can go sign up for programs, learn information, and so on. It was when they decided to turn it into a shelter itself. That's that's the problem I have. I, I just think it's a bad location for for actually housing the homeless right there downtown, literally right next to Independence Hall. And the only argument that I would say, well, okay, I can't argue with that, if they just said, hey, the church, <laughs> they gave it to us. But that's not the case. They paid pretty pretty high dollar for that church. And I'm saying there's a hell of a lot more locations they could have found. They should have just pumped the brakes a little bit. Well, I'm going to talk probably not today. I have an idea. I have an idea. I mean, a very specific idea of what to do with this homeless situation. And um, Bob Heron and I kind of tiptoed into it at the tail end of the show yesterday, or maybe it was off the air even. But I have some ideas and thoughts, and we'll talk about that. We will get into the homeless uh, situation coming up today. Um, it's still bubbling over here in the city of Wheeling. Wheeling Council here is first reading tonight of a ban on public camping anywhere in the city, very similar to the Parkersburg ordinance. Down in Montague County, the Morgantown area, they're looking at an ordinance to cut down on panhandling, uh, which we haven't talked a lot about in this current dis discussion on homelessness. I'll repeat my trio of issues that the homeless we have. We have to be aware the homeless is a serious issue and treat them with respect and, and, and provide assistance when necessary. We have to be aware there are bad apples in everything, and when there are bad apples in the homeless, they need to be legally arrested and convicted, and everything needs to be done legally. You know, you can't have people wrong around with machetes. you got to do the legal issue. That's a real problem. And the third one, which we haven't talked much about, is panhandling. It doesn't create, in general, it, it, I don't think it's a safety issue. It's just an irritant issue. That, you know, as you're coming off the ramp or as you're going over the hump bridge in, in uh, Elm Grove or as you're standing, driving past a street corner in, in, uh, in, on Wheeling Island, that, uh, that they're, you know, holding up their signs and want money. And I think most of us concur that they're not really what they say they are. So what do we do about that? Montague County's come up with an idea. Uh, and I'll talk about that. And Tom Bloom, who is the Marshall Montague County Commissioner, 
uh, president, is going to be with us this morning to talk about that on the issue of homelessness. And the Winter Freeze Shelter has announced their plans for the year. So all of that on homeless coming up later today here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Looking forward to our national correspondent, Tom Scateri, this morning. He just spent the week overseas with the defense secretary, including several days in Israel. And I want to hear how Israel was this past week from someone who just was there and just came back. So international and national news with Tom Scateri coming up this morning here on the Watchdog Morning Show. The U.S. Senate race here in West Virginia continues to get national attention. Uh, the Associated Press did a big piece on Joe Manchin this week. New York Times profiled Jim Justice. I don't want to read. I just want to read a little bit of what the, of the way the Times phrased it. Uh, it was, I found it pretty funny. I suspect Jim Justice didn't. We'll get to that coming up this morning as well. And a new WVU study shows gun deaths in West Virginia increased significantly after the legislature passed a permitless carry bill. You can carry guns without a permit of any kind in West Virginia. Uh, and WVU did a study of that. It's a scientific study. It's reported in a scientific journal that says gun deaths went up dramatically. We'll talk about the numbers coming up a little bit later on here on the Watchdog Morning. So that's what I have to offer to you all. If you have something to offer us, you know what to do. Use the Frio Stack auction service text line, 304-214-1600, or the Frio Stack auction service phone line, 304-232-8255. Uh, let me see. Back to the text lines real quick. What year will the streets be done in Wheeling, 2387? Well, if you listened to the mayor, to the manager yesterday, they were supposed to be done in November of next year. He thinks it'll probably be pushed into January, even perhaps into spring of 2025 before the final work is done. So the rest of this year, most of next year, there will still be work underway. What is being debated, uh, Bob Heron told us, is uh, it may be that they're going to go down. Right now, they're going down one side of Main Street. They're turning around, going to go up and do the other side. When Main Street is done, they'll probably pave Main Street and have Main Street completely done. I think that's a great idea. I don't do you? too. Yeah. I do too. That and, way, at least, it sounds like at least next summer festival time coming into the city will be nice. Yes, and then just and then turn around. To, and then the, the they'll turn around after that and start on Market Street and do the same thing. But Main Street itself will be done paved, signaled, pretty. Right. Main Street will be complete. So that's the game plan. But that's about a year. About a year. Okay. Not 2387, but about a year. Let me see anything else here off the text line real quick. Uh, lots of stuff here. Some of it's outdated. This is from yesterday. I don't know why. Uh, this is from yesterday, Bob. Come on, Howard. Suzanne Summers fought for equal pay. She wasn't selfish. Well, yeah, thank you. So, so I was I was wrong on that. Yeah, I'm glad. Someone did you um, drop your phone or something, Howard. What's going on with your text line there? I don't know. It's I mean, these are all from yesterday, and they were not here when I left. But listen, you and I had a personal problem this morning as well. A little bit, yeah. You tried to text me early this morning. SOS signal. Nobody answered. And the, <laughs> SOS, SOS, and and you were SOL actually. Mayday, Mayday. Where you at, Howard? <laughs> and I didn't get it. I you sent it to me at 6:09. I got it at 6:43. Popped into my phone at 6:43, which was of no help to you when you needed help at 6:09. By the way, so uh, I don't I don't know what's going on here. Text line. Uh, where's this one? How dare Suzanne Summers choose her own route with her cancer? Shame, shame. I don't know what that means. Her own route with her cancer. 
I, I, I'm not sure what to, I mean, she had cancer. I don't. I, I, I beat up on her too much yesterday. I'm not saying nothing. All right. Uh, let's see. Anything else? Do, 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 do. Uh, this is about Carlitos closing. Uh, didn't Carlitos just get an historical grant type money? Wonder where that went. I, 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 I think that may be true. I'm not sure uh, that they had got a historical grant. I don't know. All right. Now, I think, uh, I think, oh, no, wait, wait, one more here. And it's a Mr. Monroe. It's always interesting when they say Mr. Monroe. Mr. Monroe, I promise if a current member of council was elected mayor, they will make every effort to remove Bob Heron, a city manager. It's not a secret. Uh, there is no current member of council has any chance of being elected mayor. None. I disagree with the last part. Uh, actually, I disagree with everything you said there. Uh, I just I, I disagree with everything you said there. So, all right. But that's from Abe. I think Abe's just given up signing his, his uh, emails. All right. Wow. Geez, 725 already? Is it 7? Am I right? It is seven twenty-five here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly. Ryan, circuses without animals, in or out? If I wanted to see gymnastics, I would go to Cirque du Soleil. If I want to see a clown, I go to a circus. So it's as long as they have clowns. But what do you think I'll Cirque du Soleil in. stands for? I don't know. Like it's probably French for uh, circus. <laughs> it's probably French for like chicken breast sandwich. Metro News Hotline with Dave Weekly weekday afternoons from three to six on this Metro News station. A hospital rising up to the challenges of today's healthcare demands. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital delivers the right care close to home, developing new and exclusive services, recruiting top surgeons, featuring the highest level of orthopedic surgery, improving healing, rehab time, and outcomes, offering innovative heart care through our WVU Heart and Vascular Institute. Establishing outstanding urology services with a highly experienced urologist and staff. Providing comprehensive, world-class women's health services. And equipping the WVU Cancer Institute at Wheeling Hospital with cutting-edge science for the highest standard of care. We embody the mountaineer spirit, building upon strong traditions, moving forward with compassion. WVU Medicine Wheeling Hospital, delivering the right care at the right place, at the right time. When deciding where to dine in the Ohio Valley, think first of the Highlands with a full array of quick service choices from McDonald's, Wendy's, Five Guys, Taco Bell, Jersey Mike's, Jimmy John's, Chick-fil-A, or DiCarlo's Pizza. Or you can dine in at Eden Park, Promanti Brothers, Texas Roadhouse, El Paso, or Quaker Steak and Lube. Whatever your family's in the mood for, you can find it just off I-70 at the top of the hill. The Highlands, dining, shopping, entertainment, and lodging. If you or a loved one have been seriously injured by someone else's negligence before you choose an attorney, remember, the right attorney can make a difference. Ask your friends, your family, your neighbors about Gold Quarry and Torak, the law firm with a track record of handling tough cases. Combining over 100 years of legal experience, Gold Quarry and Torak offers their expert service in the tri-state area of Ohio, West Virginia, and Pennsylvania. Wondering if you can afford an attorney? The answer is yes, because Gold Corey and Torek are only paid after they win your case. So these are a few of the reasons why thousands of people in our Ohio Valley put their trust in the hands of Gold Corey and Torek. Now you head on over to gkt.com, schedule a free consultation, or contact someone 24 hours a day using their live chat agent. 
the right attorney can make a difference. Gold Corrientore. If you're gonna make a run and you plan on having fun, the one place you should know, Gumby's Grab and Go. are open and the morning team is ready to roll from the robinson auto group studios this is the watchdog morning show with howard monroe blackbird singing in the dead of night take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life you were only waiting this moment to arise. We're roaming in the upper 40s right now, 48 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 47 at the Highlands, 49 in my backyard in Elm Grove, and 48 here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. Cloudy high of 56 today, partly sunny and up to around 60 or so for tomorrow. They must have, all of yesterday's text, Bob, must have just been like in some secret compartment and just unfolding here. I'm still... Yesterday, we got almost nothing. Well, no, if I was you, I'd be a little concerned because, again, I sent an SOS out this morning. You didn't get that one either. Are you sure your super-duper phone isn't acting up a little uh, bit, Howard? Oh, that's all I need is a broken phone. <laughs> uh, from the Frio Stack Auction Service text line, 304-214-1600. Um, someone earlier had said, didn't Carlitos get a grant? Uh, this is another texter says, yes, they got a $40,000 grant. It was in last night's paper, okay, which would have been night before paper. Okay, I didn't see that. Thank you for, uh, thank you for bringing that up. Three zero four two one four sixteen hundred. Jim Justice for president. Well, I don't think that's, <laughs> I don't think that's going to happen. But you know, there are some similarities. A man that we thought was really, really rich and turns out not to be. Uh, we've had one of those presidents already. Uh, Howard, you just uh, clicked a thought in my head. Let's say everything goes as planned, and it looks like everything is set up for uh, Mr. Justice to go to Washington. Will th- will the press be kind to him? Will, will will those Sunday shows meet the press? Will, will they bring him in to to have a good show and to to, to make him look like a spectacle? I, I, that's a great question. They have been pretty good. He's been on mainly on Fox, but he's done a couple of the other shows as well, and he's been treated with. The respect of a governor, not the respect of a buffoon, most of the time. But I'm not so sure. And again, I mentioned it earlier, the New York Times did a profile of him, uh, which I'm going to share some of it with you later on this morning. Let me just look. The, the headline is Big Jim and Baby Dog Go to Washington. Um, I'm looking. Uh, there are a couple of paragraphs. In, I can't find them real quick. There are a couple of paragraphs in here the way they describe Big Jim. Now, this is the Times, not meet the press, but still, they're gearing up for making fun of him, all right? I'm not saying that they're gearing up for making fun of him. So I'll share that with you. It's a good question. I mean, it's, there, there are a lot of questions. If Jim Justice is elected, um, will he show up for work? I'm not being funny. I'm not being quarrelous. I'm not trying to take sides here. 
He doesn't show up for work very often here in the state. We know that. Will he show up for work? He is not particularly mobile, right? I mean, I'm not, neither am I. I'm not criticizing him. But you don't, you know, I have been to the Capitol Hill. So have you, Bob. You, you, you spend a lot of time walking the chambers. You spend a lot of time walking the hallways. You spend a lot of time going up, literally up and down Capitol Hill, up and down the steps, up and down the hallways. I'm not sure that Jim Justice can handle that. And it's not a criticism. It's, a, it's, it's obvious. He does not get around very well. That's, that's as I mean, simple as that. When he coaches basketball, they roll him out in a chair. So... Not being, I'm not being funny, and I'm not being, just, that's just a reality. <coughs> so how will he handle himself in Washington, question one? And how will Washington handle him if he gets there? Uh, a really good question as well. 733, 27 till the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. I have one off-the-wall story. Uh, do I have time to do that, do you think? Sure, Howard. You probably saw this. Uh, our friend D.K. Wright, who was here, I talked to her yesterday, right after she covered this story. The story about the guy that uh, was arrested by the police in Belmont County because he was searching for a young girl. I did not see that. A man who thought he was meeting a 14-year-old girl in St. Clairsville for sex last September September, was instead met by the St. Clairsville police. 45-year-old Nathan Holy Cross of Lewisburg, Ohio, was sentenced in Belmont County Court. Monday, he asked the judge to let him out on probation so he could get sexual counseling. His attorney said that the Holy Cross still insists the legal system is wrong. They should not allow police to claim to be young kids agreeing to have sex with adults. And that's what happened. You know, this is one of those stings that we have heard about over and over again. This guy traveled a long way. And I believe, I, and DK, if I am wrong, tell me, I believe she told me he came dressed as a woman. I mean, he like had a wig and everything, came to meet this 13, 14-year-old girl. And when he got out to meet him, hey, hello, excuse me, sir, you don't look like Betsy Sue. Nope, my name is uh, Officer Such and Such. Um, I love, it. you know, attorneys have to try their best to defend these people, right? His attorney, I know he's outspoken. I know he doesn't agree with the laws it is. <clears throat> he said to his, in his own defense, I could be on probation. And now listen to how he phrased this. Because he's, he's got a plan, right? I could go on probation and parole and go, like, sexual counseling repeatedly. See what my problem might be deep down. And, I, you know, I, I can't do that being incarcerated. i got a huge family to support. And i got lots of community support in this matter. I don't even know where that is, by the way. Trying to figure out uh, what's going on. If I do have a sexual problem underneath or you know, something like that. The judge said, Judge Berholder said, you drove two and a half hours, were arrested with condoms and young female clothing. The St. Clairsville police in this case should be applauded for the work they've done in protecting people from people like you because you are every parent's worst nightmare. And then the judge gave him the highest possible sentence he could give him. Still only a couple of years, but that's what he could give him. Uh, Bearholder said that the Holy Cross did not show one shred of remorse. The guy says, well, I know I had condoms in my truck, but they really rolled. That's, I mean, just, um, and, then the, and then the judge went on to read a long list of his prior offenses and said if he wasn't sent to prison, he'd likely repeat his behavior again and again. 
it's amazing to me. You know, we used to see those shows. What would they call it? Um, caught, caught with the predator or something. Yeah, it was that guy on NBC. He'd be sitting there. <laughs> they'd walk in the door. They'd almost have a heart attack. Yes, they'd see exactly. him sitting there. <laughs> um, but uh, so this is a guy who thinks he's going to go have sex with kids, and he gets caught. And most of them always immediately break down and say, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. I apologize. I, I, I only know what I know from the story that DK wrote on TV7. I would agree with the judge. This guy seems to have absolutely no remorse whatsoever. And again, Howard, just like you, just from watching Law & Order, where's his attorney saying, man, just be quiet, man. You're making this a lot worse. Just be quiet. Maybe say how sorry you are. Yeah, it sounds to me, I'm reading between the lines now, it sounds like his attorney, one of these guys the attorney had no control over, right? He says, they, sounds he, like he, he probably told him that. And then <laughs> the guy says, well, I want to I say, but it's like he didn't even, he said, I'd like, you know, have one of them, one of them there didn't say quite so. I like to have one of them there sexual counseling things. I, you know, that there sexual counseling stuff. Maybe, maybe that'll help me. Again, Howard, I have a hard time spelling lawyer, but just sit there, say you're sorry, and say you'll never ever do that again. Please be lenient because you have a family back home that's very embarrassed by that. Sit, try that. Sit down, be quiet. Don't say a word. And when the judge asks anything, you simply say yes, sir. I am so sorry, sir. And Move on. So he drove more than two and a half hours with female clothes and condoms. And he's mad. He's mad. This guy's mad because the cops tricked him. The cops tricked him. You can't trick me. Well, yes, they can. All right, 737 23 to the hour. Watchdog Morning Show is underway. Let's head to the news desk of Channel 7. Taylor Long is here this morning uh, for Ohio Valley Headlines. Good Tuesday morning, everyone. I'm Taylor Long with your 7 News headlines on this October the 17th. The jury has decided the fate of ex-Benwood Fire Chief Garson Taylor. Taylor was found not guilty of some of the charges against him, some of which were reckless endangerment with a firearm, strangulation, and battery. Taylor was convicted of displaying a firearm, escaping from police, and hindering an officer. Taylor's sentencing is scheduled in the judge's chambers on Tuesday, November 7th. And all new, a domestic dispute early on Monday morning sent two men and a woman to the hospital. Belair Police Chief Watson says his department got calls about a shooting in the area of 41st and Noble Streets. Police arrived and found out that one man was supposedly assaulted by another man and hit with an axe. Police say the man then allegedly shot the attacker in self-defense. They say 47-year-old Michael Hummel of New Philadelphia was hospitalized with injuries from the alleged assault. They also say Joseph James was hospitalized with a bullet wound and a woman from Bel Air was also hospitalized. And staying in Belmont County, police have arrested a local man who is now in jail and accused of several drug crimes. They say they discovered a large quantity of crack cocaine when they arrested Sean Demetrius Mims, a resident of Bridgeport. Police say Mims was in possession of a bulk amount of crack cocaine, cash, and detailed narcotic sale transaction logs. Mims is currently in the Belmont County Jail. And there is a mandatory evacuation in Guernsey County for a half-mile radius from the intersection of Pioneer Road and Brick Church due to a gas leak. The notice was issued Monday night on the Guernsey County Sheriff's Office Facebook page. Stay with 7 News as we work to find out more details about this incident. That was a look at your headlines. Have a terrific Tuesday. I'm Taylor Long, working for you. With the weather changing, now's a great time to head on into your local Toyota dealer, where legendary performance and reliability go hand in hand. 
Check out a sporty Camry with available all-wheel drive and Toyota Safety Sense. Or the spacious RAV4, turning heads with amazing fuel efficiency. And now, explore Toyota like never before, with hybrids, plug-in hybrids, and full electric options. Visit buyatoyota.com today. Offers end October 31st. Toyota, let's go places. A serious injury from an accident can be just the start of your worries. What if you cannot return to work? How do you take care of your family if you're disabled? At Gellner Losses, we represent seriously injured people and understand their problem. We know how to get you fair compensation. We will work hard to make sure you get the money you deserve for your losses. Don't go it alone. If you're hurt in an accident, call us at 304-242-2900 or visit us at gellnerlaw.com. We'd like to help. On FM, on AM, online, on demand, and on video, we are where you are. The Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe is here now. I see trees Love of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me and you. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. This was a popular song in its own right, but it became very popular. It was in a movie. Was it Good Morning Vietnam? That this was very in? good, Howard. Um, and when it, it uh, became part of the background of Good Morning Vietnam, became extremely uh, popular. It's so, hard to stay in a, in a bad mood. Absolutely. And listen to this song. You can't. You just can't do it. You know. And, and you you see how many movies where they play this song or, or TV shows they play this song when they want to make a point about all is well and life is good, right? I mean, it's, it, it's kind of, it's the quintessential life is good song, right? And I'll It works for me, myself, I know that. What a wonderful world. 18 to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Uh, I am sucking this water down like crazy, and I just realized why. I forgot coffee this morning. I didn't bring my coffee with me this morning. So I am coffeeless, which means I'm, I am one liquid down from usual. I usually have my coffee and I have a couple of waters and I get through in the morning. I'm done with water number one already on to water number two. Could be a trouble today. Before I get to Adam, we were talking about the story that D.K. Wright had done on Channel 7 uh, about the uh, guy from Lewisburg, Ohio, who the adult male who came to have sex with a 14-year-old girl. I think it's 14-year-old, young girl. And, um, and was caught by police. And part of his argument was, well, they shouldn't be allowed to, they shouldn't be allowed to trick me like that. But that, of course, is the case. DK gave me a little more info here via the uh, Frio Stack auction service text line. He brought childlike clothes with him for the girl to model in case she, quote, looked too old. He was prepared. If she looked too old, he brought some clothes so she would look younger. This guy's got a problem. He does, and he needs counseling as soon as his jail term is up. <laughs> and he can get that counseling when he gets, um, yeah, he'll he'll get he'll get some sexual counseling while he's in there too, probably, uh, because child offenders are not particularly well liked inside the. I think that's kind of dawned on him, Howard. Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I'm sure it has, and uh, yeah, he may uh, uh, he may hope. He said earlier he hoped the condoms he brought they might be old. He might want to hope. That, he, they let him use some. Oh, that's terrible. I'm terrible. Stop that. Stop that, Howard. All right, let's bring in Adam Fike from the Big 7, WTRF-TV. Good morning, Adam. 
Good morning, Howard. How are you? <clears throat> Don't have my coffee yet this morning, and that's bothering me. I just I didn't even realize it a minute or two ago, but uh, now it's now it's getting to bother me. So I'm going to have to live without coffee today. Hey, what did we get up to yesterday? Do you have any idea how high did we get? We only got to 54. Okay. It it seemed cool all day long yesterday, even in the mm-hmm. afternoon. Uh, usually, this time of year, lately, I've been wearing a jacket in in the morning, but by midday, it's warm enough I could go out. You know, without a jacket, just a long sleeve shirt or something. But boy, yesterday just felt—it just felt cold yesterday. Yeah, it definitely wasn't the most pleasant day, but I, it was definitely another one of those lazy days, and we'll be continuing for that for our day today as well. Another another lazy day. I start to say lazy, hazy day of summer, but it's not summer. Just another lazy, <laughs> a lazy, dreary day of fall, I guess. Right? And that's a better way to put it. Uh, mostly cloudy, I guess. Yep, mostly cloudy. Likely see drizzle at some point today. Maybe a stray shower, but most of us don't even see that activity. So it's just going to be mostly cloudy, a little bit of drizzle. Once again, temperatures in the mid-50s. Uh, tomorrow just a little bit better, right? Tomorrow, I would say tomorrow is better. Most of us will either be in the upper 50s or low 60s. We'll start off the morning cloudy. But good chance we'll see sunshine developing between lunch and dinner time. And uh, but tomorrow says tomorrow will probably be the good day, and then things begin to go down again, right? I would say Thursday is a good day as well. We'll just we'll quickly watch clouds roll on Thursday. You might see a brief pocket of sunshine in the morning. Otherwise, it's going to be cloudy. The good news though, anything in the way of rain on Thursday doesn't come in until after sunset. So okay. ten eleven p.m is when we'll start to see rain chances start to move in. Temperatures in the 60s again, but anything in the way of rain itself really doesn't roll in until after midnight Friday. Oh, okay. All right. All right. That sounds good. But we will have rain for the weekend, right? Yep. Rainy day Friday, rainy day Saturday. Friday is going to be the bulk of the activity with widespread showers likely or expected. Saturday is just a chance for spotty showers. So you will see showers at some point on Saturday. Just not everyone at once, like we will Friday. Sunday, though, maybe a stray shower in the morning, but then we'll see sunshine come dinner time. So Sunday is going to be the better day this weekend, Friday and Saturday. Not looking so good. Starting off next week, how do we start off the week? Monday, upper 50s and sunshine. So a great start to next week. That sounds good. Temperatures going to be roaming to a large extent um, in the upper mid to upper 50s much of this week. Might bump into the 60s a couple of days, but... We're basically in 50-degree weather for the week, right? Yep. Um, Mid-50s today, low-60s tomorrow, Thursday. It's going to be our only, I would say, warm day, more so mild in the mid-60s, but then right back to the 50s, <laughs> thanks to the raining clouds. 48 degrees, Wheeling, Ohio County Airport, 47 of the Highlands. We're looking at 49 in my backyard in Elm Grove and 48 degrees here at the Robinson Auto Group Studios, downtown Wheeling in the heart of the Ohio Valley. It just felt... Didn't, it was not wet, but it felt almost wet outside. Did you think damp. that? Damp. Yeah, it felt damp this morning. I don't know what that was. It just it just had that chill in the air is not right. I don't know about you guys, Bob and, and, and uh, Adam. I cannot get the temperature in my living room right at this time of year. <laughs> I can I just can't do it. Uh, I, I don't like to turn the furnace on. I'm not, I don't object to it. I just don't, we don't need to warm the whole house up. We have, yeah. an, we have an electric fireplace in the living room. I turn that on, but in about 10 minutes, I get too hot. 
We still have the fan in the living room. I turn the fan on, and for 10 minutes I get too cold. I literally sometimes turn the fan and the fireplace on at the same time, and that works out about right. Well, let me tell you, Howard. Put that fan up and take it. get it back out next April. No. Put it, put it away. You don't well, need that fan, Howard. Listen, I, leave, I have a fan in my bedroom right beside my sleeping chair. It stays on all 12 months a year. In I, the I, words I, of Archie Bunker, Archie Bunker, you, sir, are a weird wolf. <laughs> Who in the hell has a fan on in the wintertime, Howard? Raising my hand here. Raising my hand. I leave my fan on. I have the fan on all the – I it's just – it's. I have a sleeping routine. I, I sleep I, – I don't know about you guys. I, I sleep with, this, with sleep sounds on the Alexa machine. I have her play sleep sounds, and then I have the fan on. And all those noises kind of lull me off to sleep. Well, that and the Ambien that I take. So, <laughs> Are you like that, Adam? Unfortunately, Bob, I'm like Howard. I'll have my fan running all year round. Oh, man. Now, I only say that because I'm a person, I, I, I basically live in a cave. It's dark, it's cold, but Abby's the complete opposite. So she always has to stay warm. So once we get married, we'll have to have the room warm for her. So I'll have to have a fan pointed at me even in the winter. That a boy, you made that sound really good, Adam. That's the problem we have in our house. Nancy and I have really different temperatures, and so like she's she's going to turn that fan off or turn the fireplace on, and I'm like, okay, but I need the heat. Well, I need the the fan. We'll figure it out, but this time of year in particular, it's just hard to do. Both you guys are gentlemen. I would grab that fan and throw it out of the room is what I would do. <laughs> All right. Adam, I appreciate uh, your time this morning. appreciate your forecast. We will get another one from you tomorrow. Thanks a lot. Talk to you then. Thank you. 7.50, to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. So you don't think I should keep the fan on all year long? Really? No, I want to be able to hear someone jiggling my door. And, you know, I want to be able to hear Howard. See, I like... It's the noise that I have. I I do. I like to feel the the breeze blowing over me. But more importantly, I like to hear the sound of the. <laughs> that's that helps me to sleep. I want a complete. It's got to be dark and complete silence. Really? Yes. You sleep. No TV. Sleep? No nothing. I don't. I want to be able to hear when there's problems. Yes. <laughs> you, are you anticipating someone coming? No. I just. I'm on high alert, Howard. Look at me. I'm on high <laughs> high alert. Seven fifty ten till the hour. Mr. Slider is on high alert, but he also has some sports force, and that's coming up next. Just think about it. Why is the number one selling brand of chainsaws not sold at Lowe's or the Home Depot? We can give you over 10,000 reasons. That's how many authorized local steel dealers you can find across the country. Visit one and you'll find a range of dependable gas and battery powered tools from trimmers to blowers. And you'll find service from experienced professionals. Real steel. Find yours at SteelUSA.com. Lowe's and Home Depot are trademarks of their respective companies. Grizel Funeral Homes is proud to be a sponsor of tonight's game. Grizel Funeral Homes offers unique opportunities for families to create healing moments after loss. Their experience, coupled with their perspective on the importance of ceremony, will help you discover ways to pay tribute. Whether traditional or unique, 
These tributes allow us to love, laugh, and live well again. Please feel free to contact them for information on funeral cost, prearrangements, or prearrangement transfers online at GrizzellFuneralHomes.com. How much could a cyber attack cost your business? The costs stemming from a cyber attack can vary tremendously, but are extremely significant. Recent studies have shown that the average cost of a data breach to small business can range from $120,000 to $1.2 million. In addition to financial loss, companies also suffer downtime, lost opportunities, and data recovery expenses that can all quickly add up. Could your organization survive a cyber incident? If you are unsure if you are doing enough to protect your data, reputation, and dollars from cyber criminals, contact the team at Omni Strategic Technologies today. Omni has the right tools and support to help keep your business protected. Call 304-242-7600 and schedule your free consultation today or visit omniperforms.com. Omni Strategic Technologies, the only cybersecurity and advisory firm that the watchdog trusts. He has his say, you can have yours. Text us or call us and join the conversation. This is the Watchdog Morning Show with Howard Monroe, brought to you by WVU Medicine. Took me a minute to figure out what that was. Okay, shine on harvest moon. There you go. I think the moon is probably gone. Sun is probably up. It's seven to the hour here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Got some texts coming in. The Frio Stack Auction Service text line. I, all this week, nothing. All this week, the text line has been nothing. It's going crazy this morning. I'll share some of these with you in a minute or two, but we better check some sports first, and for that we go to Slider on Sports. Thank you, Howard. Last night on Monday Night Football, Dallas Cowboys kicker Brandon Aubrey hit a 39-yard field goal with just two minutes and 19 seconds left in the game to give Dallas a 20-17 lead over the Los Angeles Chargers. Then Stephon Gilmore sealed the win when he picked off Justin Herbert and the game was pretty much over at that point. Quarterback Dak Prescott led the way for the Cowboys, going 21 for 30 for 272 yards and an 18-yard rushing touchdown. A fight broke out before the game, Howard. This happened on Sunday before a game, and last night also, when the Cowboys came on the field for warm-ups, uh, punches were thrown, and Chargers running back Austin Eckler had his helmet ripped off it was Dallas over Los Angeles Chargers, 20-17. to 17. The Cowboys improved to 4-2. and two. The Chargers now 2-3. and three. Major League Baseball's postseason continues. Yesterday afternoon, the Texas Rangers held on and defeated the Houston Astros 5-4. The Rangers scored four runs in the first inning, and Texas remains unbeaten in the postseason. That's incredible, Howard. They're 7-0 after sweeping both Tampa Bay and and Baltimore. So keep your eye on the Rangers. Game three tomorrow in the National League's championship series. The Philadelphia Phillies take game one over the Arizona Diamondbacks. They win five to three. Cal Schreiber, Bryce Harper, and Nick Castellanos all homered. Game two tonight in Philly. First pitch, 8.07. And today from noon to three, the sports talk continues with the Pine Room Podcast. 
Jub, Matt, Jared, and Coach, all those guys will be here in the studio. The Pine Room Boys from noon to 3 on the Watchdog Network. Slatter on Sports Time, 7.56. And if you want some Mountaineer talk, we've got Tony Caridi's Morning Mountaineer Report coming up in a half an hour, 40 minutes or so. And also, Mr. Caridi is in with the uh, statewide sports line this evening at 6 o'clock. Plenty of sports coverage for you here on the Watchdog. I want to remind you, the our friends at the Pine Room have got pickleball going, right? What do they call that? The blast? The uh, blazing paddles pickleball contest. Now, you and I want good weather this weekend. Those guys really, really want good weather this weekend. Pine Room Studios and the Ohio Valley Pickleball Club are hosting the first annual Blazing Saddle, Blazing Paddles uh, Pickleball Classic at the, at the Ogilvy Pickleball Courts on Sunday, October 22nd, which is this Sunday. Uh, tickets are $45 a person, $90 per team. Spots are left for the novice and the open tournament. Uh, each individual that enters the tournament gets a T-shirt, food voucher, three guaranteed matches for each team. To sign up, head on over to the Pine Room Studios social media, at the Pine Room Studios, at the Pine Room Studios, and follow the link in their bio to the event page. The Ohio Valley Pickleball Club and our friends of the Pine Room, first annual Blazing Paddles Pickleball Contest. I said this yesterday. Where do these guys find the time to do everything? They can't sleep. They must take turns sleeping, and the, and the other three put, put their heads together and come up. Somebody come, pickleball, brilliant, great idea, let's do that. Hey, listen, you and I come up with great ideas. Well, we used to sit at a bar stool when we came up with our ideas. But then, but then you know, it's the actually having to do them part, that, but the Pine Room guys carry it through. You know, they, <laughs> those guys really do. They don't mess around. I had lunch yesterday at Generations, my uh, – it was very nice, by the way. My Two of my kids, uh, Jason, my oldest, a little bit under the weather. He couldn't join us. But uh, Justin and Jonathan and I went to lunch, uh, you know, Dad and the boys. Uh, spent a long time there. Had a really good Did really, you have the really, Pine Room Burger? No, hour? I really thought about it. I looked long and hard at the Pine Room. I had a pastrami sandwich. But um, I really thought long and hard about, about the Pine Room Burger. I just I have not had one. But uh, the Pine Room Burger is available. Uh, at Generations, and of course, Pine Room Lager available all over the Upper Ohio Valley. It's just amazing. Did you hear they ran out of cans? You can't get a, you can't get a can. They oh, ran out. They, they ran out. They're going to brew some more here shortly. But really? Yeah, you you can get a draft, <laughs> but it's hard to find a can anywhere. Man, these guys. I'm telling you what, they 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 work hard, and I think what most people may not know is this isn't their real gig. They actually have you know. Jobs, <laughs> besides being broadcasting stars and podcasting stars and what and beer stars and whatever. Anyways, check them out. Podcast uh, Pine Room Podcast Boys today, noon to three. Always an enjoyable uh, program. <clears throat> Let's see here. Frio Stack Ox Service Text Line. Um, where did it go? Do I have time to get this? I got to find it fast before we head into the news. Uh, I, Howard, I don't know where you get your information. I work in a prison, and the sex offenders do get what everyone thinks. Well, I, I, I did, well, that's what you said. I Howard. think that's what I said. That's exactly, that's what I said. He'll learn what what that's all about when he gets in prison. So no, I I you, I, I I believe that to be true. Hey, buddy, we watch Law and Order. We know how it works. We know everything, and I've watched it for over twenty years. I go all the way back to before Lenny Briscoe, you know, and when Jack McCoy was still a, but a pop. Now he's an old man. Uh, so that's where I get my my uh, legal legal beagle training from. Eight o'clock here on the Watchdog Morning Show. Heading to Israel with Tom Scateri next hour. 
97.7 AM 1370 WVLY Moundsville. ABC News. I'm Sherry Preston. President Biden traveling to Israel tomorrow as the bombardment of Gaza goes on and concern for civilians and hostages grows. ABC Chief Foreign Correspondent Ian Panel is along the Israel-Hamas border. Overnight, a spokesperson for Hamas claiming they'll release hostages of different nationalities when the means of doing so are available on the ground. But it's unclear what that means. Many of the nearly 200 hostages, which includes Americans, are believed to be held somewhere in miles of underground tunnels dug by Hamas. The International Red Cross says it has met with Hamas leaders and is calling for the immediate release of the hostages and for information about their medical conditions. The president's visit to Israel is expected to happen tomorrow. This morning, National Security Council spokesman John Kirby discussed security. It's always a concern wherever the president travels for safety, of course. Uh, this will be certainly no different, and I'm sure that uh, the, the concerns uh, will be appropriately uh, addressed through uh, the necessary force protection uh, and personnel protection uh, measures, but obviously we won't go into details about that. House of Representatives expected to vote today on Jim Jordan's nomination for Speaker, here's ABC Stephen Portnoy. A secret ballot late last week showed 55 Republicans were unwilling to vote for Jim Jordan on the floor. Since then, the Freedom Caucus founder has been working to convince holdouts who worry he's too far to the right. He's been getting closer to the support he needs to win the gavel. But ABC News counts at least 10 Republicans who've said they won't vote for Jordan. Nebraska Congressman Don Bacon among them. Some of us will not just be walked over. Jordan can only afford to lose four fellow Republicans. He's hoping to prevail over successive rounds of votes. Stephen Portnoy, ABC News, Washington. Former President Donald Trump under a limited gag order in his election interference case and planning to attend the trial today in New York, the civil fraud case involving the Trumps overstating the worth of their business properties. You're listening to ABC News. As a roofer, I'm always on the go. So I need to be able to get things done from anywhere. That's why I partner with Beacon. With the Beacon Pro Plus app, I've got the brands I depend on, like Certainty Landmark Pro, right at my fingertips. It's like having my Beacon rep in my pocket 24-7. I rely on Beacon because I never stop building, and neither do they. Now through November, purchase Certainty through Beacon Pro Plus and earn up to $750. Beacon, always building. Hi, I'm Martha Stewart, and I have a question for you. You know that unwelcome guest everyone wishes would just leave already? That's COVID-19. That's why I got a COVID shot this season, designed for recent variants. Got it? Learn more and schedule this season's updated COVID-19 shot at vaccines.gov. Sponsored by Pfizer. A Houston family in mourning 